Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. You're listening to All the Shit I've Learned Abroad. I'm Andrea Gillis. And I'm Steph Page. We're two Canadian expats now living in Australia and the UK. Between the two of us, we've been through the ringer in our travels, experiencing missed flights, volcanic eruptions, and even a terrorist attack. It's not all that extreme, though. We've also experienced heartwarming, life-changing moments and met amazing people along the way. So kick back and listen to all the shit I've learned abroad. Welcome to another episode of All the Shit I've Learned Abroad. I'm Andrea. And I'm Steph. Hey, Steph. How's it going? Oh, it's good. It's yeah. early. Early morning. Do I hear birds behind you? Do you have a bird? Uh, you're going to hear, yes, there's multiple birds that are coming out. It's spring here. And oh. They're, yeah. I, they're not, uh, I thought maybe you got a pet bird. You were like a crazy <laughs> bird lady now in Australia. It's like your new thing. Oh, no. There's just birds everywhere. I can't oh. find a place. I'm in Wonderful. the quietest room in my oh, house. Okay. and. Anyways, oh, it sounds it sounds lovely. How are you anyways? You you were in Sydney for a bit. Now you're back. I'm good. Yeah, I was in Sydney for a few days for work and then I was I went away for the weekend for my birthday and it was just great. And you have been away as well, I believe. Where were you? I have been. Uh I just got back from Milan actually. So it was uh it was fashion week, so I was I was over there working. Um for those of you that don't know, I am uh, a supermodel outside of my podcasting <laughs> career. Um, so I was We're over supplementing. There. Yeah, I, I was over there working a few shows. I walked in a Dior show. Um, no, I'm, I, I was in Milan uh, and it was fashion week, but obviously I was not there working. Um, I was, yeah, I was just there with friends. So yeah, it was, have oh. you, have you been to Milan before? Never. And to be honest with you, I actually didn't go there because a few people I know didn't like it. And I mm-hmm. was like, well, yeah. Um, so I just kind of left it off my itinerary when I went. Well, and so that's what we had kind of said. So I was there with a few friends and we all had kind of heard the same thing about Milan. Um, and then while we were out there, my friend Jen, uh, who does listen, hi, Jen. She actually was the one that was like, hey, you guys should do an episode on underrated cities, um, which I thought was actually a really good idea where we could. Uh, so that's what we're going to talk about today. And Milan was sort of the uh, the inspiration for it. 
Um, yes. Because, yeah, Steph, as you said as well, like when I told people I was going to Milan for the weekend, I had a lot of people kind of look at me like, why? Like, why would you want to go there? Mm. And the the reasons that I heard why it wasn't great, so the main reasons people said, oh, it's dirty, it's crowded. I don't know. Like, what did what did people say to you about Milan? Yeah, it's interesting. The So it was a couple girlfriends I have who've spent time there, and they'd all just had uncomfortable encounters with men. Okay. Which normally, I mean, that can happen anywhere in the world. So normally mm-hmm. I wouldn't really think too much about that. But it's just because it was so many people that yeah. I was like, oh, that it sounds like a very aggressive city. But yeah. it's weird. You get that. I've gone to tons of other places that people say that about too. And I, you know, didn't have that experience. My- <laughs> yeah. No, I know what you mean. Well, I mean. I started thinking. I'm like, I didn't have that. I'm like, that's because my friends are beautiful. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I'm no. not. Oh, <laughs> just got really sad in the middle of a sentence oh there. Steph you're beautiful <laughs> and you would have fit um, right in in Milan during fashion week let me tell no, you no I would not I have like zero fashion you sense. would have like been zero. the star of the show um <laughs> but but yeah and it, well I so I am happy to report that I went to Milan I was there for the weekend and I absolutely fucking loved it Ooh, I had the best time. That's, like, that's what I mean. We loved it. Me and, and my, I was there with uh, three of my friends and we had the best time. And we'd all, again, heard the same thing for people like, why are you going to Milan? There's, you know, there's better places in Italy to go. And we loved it. So we are going to talk about, Steph and I have decided we're going to, we're going to showcase a few of our favorite underrated cities. Now, most of mine um, are European cities. I've done a lot of Europe. Obviously, I've lived over here for nine years. Steph, you've got a few examples Definitely, over in, yeah. in Australia. Um, and yeah, we just wanted to, I think I think we, especially when we talked about our in our travel snobbery episode, where it's very easy to be influenced by others and their opinions. And as soon as they give you an opinion on a, a city that they don't like, or they, you know, they, they had their own personal experience with, and other people... I find it like it's just easy to have a negative connotation yeah. to places. Um, and that's why we want to give you guys some ideas of just places we think are really underrated, but we've gone to and absolutely loved. Deal. Let's jump in. Let's start. Okay. Let's start. Let's start with Milan. Should we start with Milan? Well, I just came back. So, okay. So being there during fashion week is pretty fucking cool. There was lots of celebrities walking around. Uh, Jayla was there. Wasn't she Steph? I got a message from, uh, <laughs> Yeah. one night yes telling me like, j-lo is in milan and to go find her i didn't see j-lo i but, love i had like a total lack of like i was just like you need to go find j-lo and get her on the podcast so yeah i tried we were gonna maybe have j-lo as a guest um her schedule you know didn't work there, there was too many conflicts but um, but anyways, regardless. So yeah, Milan, it was very cool during fashion week. There was, um, obviously it was very glam. They had a lot of like really cool events going on as well. And like kind of spe- like some special things that it wasn't just closed off to sort of, you know, VIP or people that had like tickets to the events. So like even down, um, we went to the uh, Duomo, Duomo or Domo. I, I'm, I'm going to try to say things in like Italian and it's not going to work. Okay. So just, okay. <laughs> I'm going to warn you. So the D- Domo Cathedral. Um, so we went down there because the, in terms of like what to see in the city, you know, 
Milan, no, it's not Rome. There's not as many sites. Um, but they do have the beautiful cathedral, which I would highly recommend anyone going. And I know we always say, once you've seen one cathedral or once you've seen a, one church, like you've seen them all. But genuinely, this one I thought was stunning. And I absolutely yeah. loved it. And it was totally worth you know the ticket price to go in. Um, but in for Fashion Week, though, because it was Fashion Week, they had loads of stuff going on around it. So one of the things, it was really cool. They had this Louis Vuitton time capsule and it was kind of like a just a museum and you went in obviously it was temporary it was there for for fashion week but it was very cool you went in and you got to see all these like you know really old bags on display that louis vuitton had made um and it was just a really cool little museum so you know if you get the chance to go to milan during fashion week it's very cool people watching that the outfits some of these people were wearing and it just it's yeah it's very i mean i absolutely loved it so do you think, here's a question for you. Do you think if fashion week wasn't going on, do you think you still would have loved Milan? I mean, I still would have gone. I, we didn't go because fashion week was on. Like, okay. that's not why we booked it. It just so happened to be fashion week. But okay. I would say that, I would say that Milan still is quite like edgy and like glam, even when fashion week's not on. Um, so there is an area that we hung out with. It's called the, again, this is probably going to be pronounced totally wrong, but the Nav- Navi Navigli, Navigli, I can't say it, but it's oh. a neighborhood right on the canal. N a v i g l i. Can you say that stuff? No. <laughs> Navigli. No, there. Navi- I don't know if you pronounce it, but anyway, Navigli. <laughs> it's uh, it's essentially this this entire sort of like nightlife neighborhood on the canal that's there. Um, and we went there both nights. We, we had two nights there, Friday and Saturday night. And yeah, we spent both nights there. They have some of the most amazing Italian food in this area. So we got like, obviously we ate pizza while we were there. I mean, I think I ate like four pizzas within three days really? I was there. Is that too much? I'm going I'm gonna to go to Milan just for that. When I, I went to Rome, and you know, it's probably mm-hmm. just a matter of I didn't go to the right places, but I did not have any good pizza in Italy. I I I feel like I have heard from people that you go to Rome for the sites, not necessarily the good Italian food. We're actually in Milan. You can get better food, mm. but it doesn't have as many sites. So it's very much dependent on what type of holiday you want to do in Italy. And I, I can, I'll tell you like Milan is a great place to go. If you want to just eat and drink and have a good time. And nice. I, I mean, yeah, we ate, that, I ate pizza that's me in a nutshell. <laughs> yeah. That's all I wanted to do. And we drank Negronis and we had really cheap wine and I ate about a hundred cannolis and some really nice risotto and pasta. I mean, I ate everything. Did everything. you just say risotto? Risotto? Risotto. Okay. Whatever. Risotto, risotto, <laughs> tomato, tomato, potato, potato. I mean, of all things you were going to correct me how I'm pronouncing, it's that. <laughs> It's because it's, it's, it's a battle somewhere else that I have. <laughs> Give me a break. Um, anyways, so yeah, Milan. Milan is up there. Again, yeah, that sounds in, beautiful. In terms of Italy, like, yes, there's definitely going to be Italy's beautiful in general. There are, there are beautiful places to go in Italy. But yeah, I feel like Milan is, is a bit underrated. And people say, oh, there's so many other better places you could go to Italy. If you want to eat and drink, have a fun weekend, just out, nightlife, good Negronis. Good wine, good pizza. I highly suggest heading that over to That sounds awesome. So I, before we were, when we were getting ready for this episode, you know, I just jotted down 
the underrated cities that came to my mind first that I've been to. And my favorite underrated European city was almost for, I, I loved it so much almost for the reasons you just stated. So mine was Lisbon. Ooh. And I, it, it was very much, I was on a Euro trip. I wasn't even supposed to go to Portugal. You know, I wasn't even supposed to be there. It wasn't on the plan. wasn't on the itinerary. And I just realized I had planned to spend, I think, like 10 days in Paris. <laughs> and oh, and after, no. a few, after a few days in Paris, I was like, okay, I need to go see a few more cities. Mm-hmm. So, you know, obviously you look on Ryanair, what's the cheapest flight? And Lisbon was there. So I went and I just, I'd been traveling for a bit by that point too, that I just wanted to, I sometimes when I'm traveling, I just want to do nothing. I want you need to chill meander. Yeah, I want to meander. I want to have a glass of wine, sit, you know, in a little cafe stool outside. And Lisbon was perfect for that. Considering that you were in Paris and a glass of wine in Paris costs, <laughs> I don't know, probably what, seven euro, eight euro, depending on if that's cheap wine. And then you go over to Portugal. I mean, I've never been to Lisbon myself, and I, I really do want to go oh, because I think go. I think Lisbon is one of those now kind of up and coming. Like a lot of a lot more people are going to Lisbon, especially in the mm-hmm. summer. Like you speak to Brits, and you know they'll be like, "Oh, I'm got like I'm going for the weekend, or like a city break to Lisbon." It, it's a lot more common, but um, but yeah, like wine in Portugal. Anywhere in Portugal mm. is so fucking cheap. You can go into a grocery store and you can buy like a two euro bottle of wine. Yeah. And it's still a nice wine. So, I mean, I think you made the right choice by oh. leaving Paris. And again, don't get me wrong. I feel like I harp on Paris a lot. There's nothing wrong with Paris. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just not my cup of tea. I And yeah, I think, um, and this you know episode is very fitting. I think I, I do prefer going to places that are a bit more underrated that uh yeah. that aren't on the they're it off if we they're, wanted to be <laughs> they're off they're off the beaten track but um yeah but yeah lisbon is definitely do you know they're saying now uh lisbon's kind of like the new london that they say people when they're moving over to instead of moving to london they move to lisbon now because it's still affordable it's a beautiful city mm. so yeah if i had to move over there i'd be going to lisbon it is yeah. just Oh, and I think you would really like it too. Cause it's everything you said about Milan. You can, you know, you sit outside, you have a glass of wine, you can mm. people watch and yeah. like, to be honest, I didn't see any of the sites when I went there, Yeah, <laughs> but I know a lot of people who did. And I think, you know, there's a lot to see a lot to do and a lot to experience. Like it's everything. Yeah. They've but got everything. Me, me, yeah. Yeah. I was just shutting off while I was there. Yeah. No, that's, that's but, sometimes um, you need that though. Oh. And sometimes, oh, definitely. And sometimes that's why it's it is nice to kind of go to these more underrated cities that don't have as many touristy things to do because it gives you more time to relax. You know, as much as a, a city like London, I absolutely loved London, um, and everybody comes to London, but they come because it's a it's a touristy spot. There's a lot of sites, there's a lot of stuff to do, but it's not really a place you can kind of. Come and relax. You can't really nobody. People that live no, in London you don't relax in London. Nobody relaxes <laughs> in London. Even when you live here, I'm never relaxed. I'm always on edge. Um, I'll attest to that. <laughs> fuck off. <laughs> um, but that that brings me to okay. So that reminds me of my second place that I have come mm-hmm. up with for underrated place. So um, the next place I thought of that I went to that I thought was amazing was Maliha. In Malta, Malia, oh. Maliha. I don't know if you pronounce the H. 
Um, but I think Malta, again, in, in, in general, is a bit underrated. More people, again, mm-hmm. are going. It's a, a bit more up and coming. Uh, but Malijas is a, the, it's a town in the northern part of the country. And yeah. I think it sort of gets overlooked by Valletta. Valletta is the, the, the main, uh, the capital there. But Malta in general is so small, right? You can do Malta, uh, like, if you were there for four or five days, you could probably do the entire country. Uh, but in Malija, it's, it's, so, you know, it's beautiful. Again, there's lots of places to eat, drink. There's a lovely beach there. It's very chill. It's not as busy as the rest of, uh, rest of the country. Um, and if you ever, it's, it's so close. You can get the ferry to Gozo. So Steph, I don't know. Have you, have you been oh, to Malta geez. or Gozo? No, never. So that's another attraction. You can actually just get off. You can leave Malta completely and go onto mm-hmm. uh, an island that's like 10 minutes away on a ferry, um, which a lot of people, when they go to Malta, they don't do that. I've, I've met so many people that have been to Malta. I'm like, did you go to Gozo while you were there? And they're like, oh, no, I didn't know that. I wouldn't have even known that was a thing. Yeah. So, and you get the ferry uh, in the northern northern part. And the other thing that's there. So, have you seen the film Popeye from the 80s, the one with Robin Williams? No, I have not. Oh, it's such a good film. It's a classic. Well, anyways, okay. So, they filmed it in Maliha. Mm-hmm. And they now, ha- and they, they built a set. Um, that was kind of the, yeah, the set for this, for this film and they kept it there and they now have what's called Popeye's village. Okay. And it's fucking amazing. It's like this tiny little village that's like out of the movie Popeye's and there's like bars and restaurants in it and shops. And it's like one of those kind of cheesy things that I know Mm -hmm. people that live there are like, oh, Popeye's village. But when I went, I absolutely loved it. And yeah, sometimes you just embrace the cheesy stuff. Yeah, it was super cheesy, but it's really cool. And I was kind of sitting there in Popeye's Village drinking a beer the one day. And I'm like, how cool is this? And a lot of people don't know about it. Um, yeah, see, when I think of Malta, I think of King's Landing now, Game of Thrones. That's there as well. I mean, that's, uh, yeah, that, that does exist. I think it was like the first season of Game of Thrones that... Mm-hmm. They did King's Landing there. But yeah, you can also check out Popeye's Village. But again, yeah, Malta, Malta in general, um, it's beautiful. Yeah. Um, so highly recommend. Maliha. I'm so, I'm so bad with these pronunciations. M-E-L-L-I-E-H-A. Maliha. 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 <laughs> hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com achieve today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... 
All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Okay, so I'm stepping out of Europe now. Okay, where are we going? I we're going back to 2015 to Oh, okay. Johannesburg, South Africa. That was Ooh. this is the one that when we decided to do this, instantly top of the list in my mind. Right. Because I'm going to call it Joburg cuz that's why it Oh. We, the short like form. a local. Do the locals <laughs> yeah. call it Joburg? I'm pretty much local. Um okay. yeah, they do. Okay. I think it jumped out first because it has such a reputation for being unsafe. Yeah. And granted, crime rates in South Africa, I mean, not ideal. <laughs> um, I did. I stayed in very safe areas. I listened to a lot of the, um, you know, advice from the locals on how to stay safe and what to do. So thankfully, I didn't have any negative experiences. And I spent two weeks in Joburg. And it was beautiful i was not expecting it i i maybe because i went into it with no expectations or maybe it was because my expectations were even a little bit tainted that it was unsafe and not to expect much right i would think the same thing with johannesburg like i even now i've just heard things about it where i'm like "Eh, it doesn't sound safe and it doesn't sound like somewhere i'd really want to go to because of that oh my gosh i loved it and what i would was, go back in a heartbeat what was what when was people, so great like what what did you do there what was i think it was just so unexpected so there were so many things i did and i mean for anyone who even knows the tiniest bit of south african history it's very complex it's very involved like it's very gripping and going there you know i kind of knew about a little bit about apartheid and you know some of the issues they'd faced mm-hmm. but i didn't know anything does that make sense i knew of their issues you knew of them but you weren't really i didn't know about them okay yeah yeah so i had kind of the umbrella you know overarching view of what had happened there but i went to and i i gotta say i hate i'm not a museum person i went to the apartheid museum and i spent an entire day there and i read every single plaque I was crying at different points. Um, They really have done an amazing job there in being able to transport you and make you feel what that time was like. I've never had such an emotional reaction to museum or any kind of historical anything. Um, I say anyone who goes there, I just say, you know, give yourself a whole day because it was incredible. And then there's all, like there's just so much history. So you can go and do things like Mandela House, Constitution Hill, um, where they have a lot of um, – it's an old prison complex, and now it's a complex of kind of courts and museums. So there's a lot to see and learn in there. Um, I mean, the Joburg Zoo was incredible just because a lot of the animals of Africa, you can see a lot of them right there. Uh, the lion in Safari Park. I had a cheetah run up the side of me, and I thought I was going to die. Oh no! Uh, he was kind of testing me. I walked in, and this cheetah, who was just sleeping, chilling, 
looked up, ran over at me. You know how she just can run? Ran at me and then climbed up my side and was up. His face was almost to my face. And I didn't react at all. I don't know how. And when I didn't react, it was like he was bored and he just went back and laid down. I mean, you're not selling Johannesburg to me right now if you're telling well, me that Cheetah's <laughs> going to jump on my face, if I'm completely honest. Well, I mean, you don't have to go in with the Cheetah, certainly. Okay. <laughs> all right. That was something I wanted to do. But, um, you, oh, Soweto. Soweto, you can go there and spend a whole day there as well, which I would highly recommend. But essentially, during apartheid, when the government started actively separating black communities, Soweto was uh, a black community that was built. There's a lot to do and see there now. And I I don't want to ruin it for anyone, but you go there and you really immerse yourself in what it was like at that time. And it's very emotional. It's very powerful to go see. Uh, It's I've never been to a city where it's, I just wanted to, you know, take in more of the history. And I think, you know, applying that to your life now and how you see the world, we think what happened in South Africa was so unique, but there's so much that can be learned from their history and applied to the world today. And I think maybe that's why it was so powerful to me because it's not just learning about history and that was something that happened and now it's not happening. I guess it can tie into the way that you travel and all these sort of underrated cities we talk about. If there's things that happen there in in history, you might still want to go and visit them just to mm. kind of immerse yourself in in that city. And especially in South Africa, because I did also spend two weeks in Cape Town and Cape Town is beautiful. It is stunning. It has wine regions. It has the coast. It has Cape Point. It has um, like all these really gorgeous sites to visit. Mm-hmm. Whereas Joburg was more, it wasn't sightseeing for me it was immersing myself in history everything that Joburg has been and is and is trying to be yeah it was just really powerful yeah and for anyone going to South Africa to go to Cape Town I would definitely recommend you know even if it's just a couple days go to Joburg you're so close it's a short domestic flight and Mm. it is so powerful well that's um that's how i feel about a lot of european cities so Mm -hmm. in in general i so my go-to now if i'm just looking for a sort of weekend away just some chill time i love going Mm -hmm. anywhere in like central or eastern europe so and those are always a bit underrated like people never think to go on holiday to like poland or to slovakia Like, these are not the immediate places when people are like, I want to go on vacation. I'm going to go there. But in the last couple of years, I've done a lot of these. So, yeah, I did did Slovakia. I went to Bratislava this year. Um, I did Warsaw a couple of years ago in Poland. Um, Bucharest in Romania. That's another place where sometimes you, you say, when I told people I was going to Bucharest in Romania, they're like, why? Like, that's the first sort of reaction I get (laughs) um and then also Budapest in Hungary all of these places Mm. are again they're beautiful they have so much history and even when I got to a lot of these cities I I don't know what I was expecting but when I got there it was not what I was expecting at all like it sort of exceeded my expectations especially you Poland I don't know like you just you expect and, and I think what we what we especially 
in terms of history with a lot of these countries, you expect to kind of turn up and see some like war torn country or you know what I mean? And it's not like that at all. Um, so yeah, again, like anywhere in Eastern Europe, Slovakia, Bratislava was beautiful when I went there this year. Um, same with Bucharest. Bucharest has changed a lot in the last sort of 20, 30 years. Um, my Mm. aunt and uncle were actually telling me, because I have a, a cousin of mine, he's actually adopted from from Bucharest, and they said when they went to to go adopt him or to go pick him up, tw- I don't know, twenty seven, twenty eight years ago in Bucharest, you know, they said there wasn't a place that you would have gone gone to visit. Yeah. Gone, it was just kind of one of those post war states that exactly. Yeah. yeah. And and now mm. it's the total opposite. I feel like there's a lot of people that probably wouldn't go to Bucharest or Romania because that is what they imagine in their head from. You know, 30 years ago or however, how, however many years ago. Um, and I can tell you it's, it was great there. I had the best time. They have great nightlife there again, sightseeing, probably not loads to see in Bucharest itself, mm-hmm. but you start going to outer parts of Bucharest in Romania and it's beautiful out there. So I, there, I was just gonna say there's so many of those towns too, that maybe not European so much, but people just, I hate to say it, but they forget they're there. Yeah, because you hear so much about you know the major players, London, that Paris, yeah, any, anywhere in Spain. <laughs> exactly, like yeah. you hear so much about that that you forget these. There's all these little obscure, and they're not. I mean, I'm not calling them obscure, but in mm. terms of you know travel destinations that yeah. people talk about often, they yeah. seem obscure, and yeah. people don't. They're not even on their radar. No, that's it. And that's, uh, I think that's kind of my new favorite thing now, kind of going to these uh, cities or countries that are, again, off the beaten track and they're not uh, an everyday. And I got to tell you for Central and East, so Slovakia, Poland, Hungary, Romania, they are cheap as shit to go and that's another thing if you want to go for like a long weekend like and i'm speaking to people that live in in europe it's easy for people in europe to fly over for yeah. for a quick little weekend away not but, so easy from melbourne yeah maybe not in melbourne but if you're in europe oh my god it's so cheap i mean a lot of these places you're talking like a pound a pint you know you can go you can have drinks you can have beers for nothing the food is cheap the nightlife's cheap accommodation when I went to Budapest, we stayed, it was like four friends of, of, of mine. We stayed in a mansion. It was, I swear to oh, God, really? a, it was massive. My bedroom I slept in was bigger than my flat in London. That was just my bedroom. And we had three or more bedrooms and it cost us for, I think it was three nights we were there. It was less mm-hmm. than, it was less than a hundred pounds each for three oh nights. Gosh. Like that's, it's so cheap. So these yeah. places, like they might not be on everyone's radar, but you should look into them. They're they're cheap. They should be now, and they should be now. <laughs> so I'm telling you guys, central any cities, any city breaks in central or eastern Europe, get there now and get there before they become way more popular, and then they're not as cheap as they are. But <laughs> I'm telling you, uh, yeah. So I've kind of been having to explore a little bit. I mean, theoretically, I'm not supposed to leave Australia, which somehow I keep managing to do getting permission to leave yeah um but i've been exploring a lot of australia a lot more than i thought i would and i've even had a few aussies joke that i've seen way more of their country than they have so i've really been kind of getting 
you know, obviously I can't rush off to European countries for a weekend. But the one place that really jumped out about me at Australia is when most people think of Australia, they think of Sydney, uh, the Gold Coast, Brisbane, Melbourne. That's Mm -hmm. what they think of the beaches, uh, the hot weather. And the one place I think that really struck me was actually when you were here visiting. You and I went together. Mm. I planned a, we did a road trip up to Adelaide mostly because we wanted to drive up Great Ocean Road and it's Melbourne to Adelaide. Adelaide actually surprised me. I'd heard so many jokes about Adelaide and how bad it was, um, you know, and all kinds of nicknames for it and how there's nothing to do there. Mm-hmm. And I feel like you and I had, I mean, I had a better time there than I have on my trips to Sydney uh, and to all these big places. Do you mean, I loved it. are you talking about Radelaide? <laughs> yes, I am. <laughs> I mean, I did not come up with that name. There are people that do call it Radelaide. Um, I did think it was rad. No, I really liked it. I, I, what, so what did we, we, you know, the, my, one of my favorite days of my two weeks in Australia was when we went to, um, the wineries in yeah, Adelaide or just outside. Nice. Are they in Adelaide right outside? I mean, that was one of my favorite, favorite days. Um, and I thought it was like, how could I don't understand a city that's got wineries in it. How can that not be like, <laughs> top, top how, how is that not how is that an underrated place? But I, I remember I, I heard the same thing. I've got Aussie friends of mine over in London and they're like, why did you drive to Adelaide? And I'm like, you know, I really liked it. Yeah. Again, there's not tons to see, but I mean, that's the thing. A lot of these places, you can't just underrate a place just cause there's not, um, it's not know. always the sites. It's it, that's it. It's not always the sites. It's not always the sites. It's just, you could say the same about Toronto you know, in Canada, I've had Mm -hmm. people that have gone to visit Toronto and they're like, eh, it was pretty dull. There was nothing to see. I'm like, Toronto is not a city that you go see anything. We don't have any history in Toronto. (laughs) There is not much to see. We have, we have the CN tower, which is a big, in my opinion, a big, ugly gray concrete tower, but you go, it's a city that you find there. There's, um, it's a city that you experience. You do things. They, they have a a music, a good music scene, an art scene. There's more culture there. Um, I would even put Glasgow and Scotland into that sort of category. I've been to Glasgow. I've been twice now. And the first Mm. time, Again, I I was very new to the UK and I thought, oh, there's nothing to see in Glasgow. It's a bit shit like this is. And that's what, you know, you talk to a lot of people over here and they're like, eh, Glasgow, it's rough. It's you don't want to go there. But again, I've got a couple friends that are from there. And once you know the places to go and the and yeah. that's you kind of you immerse yourself in the stuff to do there, not necessarily the things to see. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to put Toronto and Glasgow as underrated two more underrated cities dare i say toronto but i'm maybe i'm a bit biased but it's going in the list stuff okay you just actually cited me this wasn't on the list at all okay now and i don't know how i didn't do this the two in the united states and i've touched on this in other episodes i know underrated places let's talk about montana and south dakota i know they're not cities but montana and south dakota yeah. Are probably two of my favorite states that not a lot of people think about. Okay. Like when people when people think about the states, you think about Vegas, New York, LA. But Montana and South Dakota, the oh, just 
being outside, everything took my breath away. It's beautiful. They do have sites, but it's also about those small town experiences. Right. I, t- I well, wish I could tell everyone to go to Montana and South Dakota. Everyone. You're adding that to the list. Yeah, definitely on okay. the list. I know. So we've talked about Europe, Australia, Africa. Okay, I'm going to add on quickly, and I wasn't even supposed to go here, but when I was in Argentina for a month, I realized it was a quick ferry over to Uruguay, and Mm -hmm. Colonia del Sacramento in Uruguay blew me away. It is, so it's a very historical town. It's your typical, like, the streets are cobblestone, the buildings are cobblestone, and oddly enough, it's kind of famous for renting golf carts to get around the whole time because it's so small and quaint. It's just big enough that you probably don't want to walk everywhere, but mm. it's small enough that no one has a car. And, well, that's, I mean, not no one. You know what I mean. It is the cutest place ever. I just wanted to spend more time there, and I think it's because it's right on the coast. You That that reminds me of, um, there's a place just, well, it's in Hong Kong. It's called Lama Island. So we have some mm. family friends that live there and it's the exact same thing where it's small. Nobody has a car. There's like no roads and yeah. it's like 10 minutes on the ferry outside of the city in Hong Kong and you can go into this little island and they've got really cute restaurants and bars. You can eat amazing dim sum. They have a little beach there and it's amazing. I mean, it's sort of a, yeah. an undiscovered spot. Exactly. And people really treat this town as a transit town because it's where the ferry, uh, where you get off on the ferry. And most people will get off and then go immediately to Montevideo, the capital of Uruguay. Mm -hmm. And I just wanted to spend my whole time in Colonia de Sacramento. It was beautiful. And I think it was my first country I'd ever traveled to where I had no plan. I got off the ferry. I had no accommodation. I had nothing, nothing planned researched booked uh and i just so i think there's that you know that sense of freedom attached to that city in my mind as well that really free-spirited um it all work out kind of place but absolutely on the list so there we go we hit another big continent oh we've hit a lot of them and okay so where where's your next underrated place gonna be do you think Oh, well, I'm actually going away. It's AFL weekend here, which is a big to do. And my partner and I are actually going away, but I can't say where because we're surprising someone. And this will be posted before we get there. Okay, so you can offer nothing to what I just asked you, and it adds nothing to our podcast. Yeah, I... Okay, so maybe... What about you? (laughs) Why don't you just pick another place that's on your list and we can talk about that instead? (laughs) So Steph, oh, what's your what's your next underrated place <laughs> that you were thinking of going to if you could put one on the list? Uh Northern Territories. In, in Canada, Canada, actually. Oh, because so yeah, we talked we're about looking that at it. in our last episode. We talked about Nunavut, didn't we? <laughs> we mentioned it. Yeah. We're looking at a an Alaskan Northern Territories trip. Okay. So that would be our next big international where I feel like Alaska, a lot of people do go and it's very known for how beautiful it is. You don't often hear too much about the Northern Territories of Canada. No, when people go to Canada, they eat the, I would even say most of the time they go West Coast. They go see uh, the Rockies, British Columbia, Alberta. Um, Which I get. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I would tell that if, if someone asked me and they said, hey, I've got a week to go to Canada, where should I go? 
That's what I would say. Same. But um, yeah, Northern Territories, probably very underrated. East Coast yeah. of Canada as well. What about you? I am looking at, so again, I love my Eastern and Central European vacations. So right now, I'm looking at Slovenia. It's There's beautiful lakes, scenery. It looks absolutely scenic. Um, I haven't done much research. I don't know if there's like loads to do, but just for the scenes alone, I've seen photos and it looks stunning. Mm -hmm. And again, it's one of those cheap places I can fly to very easily from London. So I'm going to look into that and I will report back. Nice. Well, I'm excited for you because you will very likely be doing that long before I'm in the Northern Territories. (laughs) We'll see. We'll see. Um, Yeah. I mean, this is just our list, guys. I actually had loads of other places written down that you know, we could easily again do a part two yeah there's so I feel like many... we're thinking of so many places as we go now it yeah. just could never stop there's a lot of places that come to mind but we want um if anyone is listening and there are underrated cities or even countries or anything mm-hmm. that you anywhere that you've gone let us know because as i tick off the countries on my bucket list Especially in Europe, I need new places to go. And the more underrated for me, the better. Yep. Yep. Yeah, I don't need to go to Paris again. Don't suggest... (laughs) Don't suggest Paris to me. (laughs) You're going to get like 50 Paris recommendations now. (laughs) I know. It's going to happen. You've gone and done it now. Yeah. Oh, well. All right. Well, thanks. That's it. That's it. That's a wrap. That is a wrap on underrated cities. Uh, Give us your feedback. Let us know where you think is underrated and where we should go next. All the Shit I've Learned Abroad is a travel podcast focused on anything and everything related to travel. You can listen to us on multiple platforms from iTunes to Google Play Music and more. And with that, please, if you have a chance, give us a five-star review on iTunes or whatever platform you listen on. That drives us up the charts and really, really helps us out. Want to support us on Patreon? Find us over at Shit Have Learned Abroad Pod. And donations start as low as just $1. Also, if you could follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Shit Abroad Pod and Facebook by searching all the shit I've learned abroad. Thanks so much for listening. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello HelloFresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm.